but this episode, I feel like I... <laughs> it really makes sense for me to start this way because this episode is literally all about ADHD. So <laughs> here we are doing classic ADHD things and one recording very last minute. This is Tuesday, February 13th, and our episode comes out tomorrow. So obviously I'm recording last minute. Duh. Procrastination station. Obviously. Um, I have a meeting later, so I'm trying to like squeeze this in, but here I am recording and I'm going to chat about something that I feel like is very personal to my life, but also (laughs) I feel like every other individual that is diagnosed with ADHD or like feels connected to ADHD, like can definitely relate to like a lot of what we're going to chat about today. Um, (laughs) But before we get started, um, we are going to do a land acknowledgement. So as you folks know, um, I am a white settler on Mi'kmaq, the ancestral and unceded territory of the Mi'kmaq people. And, you know, I love starting the episodes with this land acknowledgement because it, it kind of really allows me to acknowledge the privilege in the space that I'm in. And, you know, being able to sit here and being able to, you know, reside and, and produce and and have conversations with you through Groove and Podcast is such a such a privilege. And I'm very honored by being able to settle on this space and really just connect with it. It's very, very special. And I also really value being able to have unique approaches to um, land acknowledgements because I find that sometimes like when you look on like, I don't know, like on like even like university pages and stuff, they all have like the same land acknowledgement and they're, it's not really like acknowledging the land and it's not like personal to what actions are being um, presented in that day, in that moment. And I just like, Anyway, that's like a rant for another day. <laughs> um, but yes, here I am uh, today. Yeah, we're going to chat about ADHD and kind of like a little bit of my personal journey with ADHD, but also like some of the things that, oh my gosh, I accidentally drank a sparkling water earlier and your girl got the burps. I'll tell you that. Okay. Okay, where was I? ADHD. Yes. Okay. So we're going to talk about, you know, where this journey kind of began, but also like the things that have definitely supported um, my ADHD journey and just being able to get stuff done. Because that is like the biggest thing with ADHD is like your mind is doing a thousand different things at once and your actions are also doing a thousand different things at once and it's so hard to just start a task and like finish a task and something that I'm really trying to do like this year is really just like allow myself that grace and like it's okay if I don't finish reading that book it is okay if I don't finish that project 
Um, it taught me something. It was there when I needed it. And if it's quote unquote like unfinished or unread or undone, you know, there still is takeaways from that experience. And and that's something that I think I've definitely, it comes with that kind of like self-confidence piece where if I don't finish things, I feel like shit. Like I don't feel good about myself. I don't feel like I did something and I I was a part of something. Like I just like, I don't feel good about it. Like there are so many books on my shelf right now that I started reading. Like, don't get me wrong. I started reading them. Did I finish them? No, obviously not because I got distracted and I did something else and I picked up a new book like I and it's not that, you know, the book wasn't wasn't teaching me enough or wasn't entertaining enough. It's literally just because my brain just doesn't work that way. Um, And so I seen this um, individual on TikTok that was honoring some of the lessons that her unread books have taught her. And I'm like, I, yes, I connect with that because I feel like, and you know, books is definitely just one example, but I feel like when I don't finish a project, I, I'm so caught up in just not feeling good about myself and not feeling productive and not feeling like I did a job well done. But in reality, you know, allowing yourself to learn from those projects, even if it's tiny, even if it's, you know, I learned uh, from this unfinished project that um, my favorite color is yellow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it can be very simplistic. It doesn't have to be complex. Or I learned from chapter one of that book was that... um, Gloria lived in a beautiful town with tall buildings that were painted pink. You know what I mean? Like, I I think we need to acknowledge those small lessons in the unfinished or the undone. And um, that that definitely comes with perfectionism, which I'm going to dive into a little bit later. Um, So I guess, yeah, I think this is actually a really good place to start about being unfinished. So, you know, growing up, I think that I (laughs) didn't finish things or didn't continue to do things. So for example, like I'd get really into like dance or hip hop or Harry Potter or playing with horses or whatever. And then I would like very quickly like move on to the next thing. And I think, you know, for a long time, I was just like, oh, I'm just a kid. Like, I just want to do something different, like whatever. But that definitely like wasn't my reality. And so I have, you know, been living with dyslexia at this point. So really acknowledging some of the challenges I was having in school was like, oh, it's because I'm dyslexic. It There wasn't that connection between myself and potentially ADHD. So then when I, you know, I got a little bit older, um, I was still kind of bouncing from idea to idea, from project to project, from um, hobby to hobby. And that was something I was, you know, doing um, at a very young age. And, you know, individuals with ADHD will definitely resonate with this. And I say that um, there is like those hyper fixations, right? So I was having those 
in childhood, um, but not necessarily recognizing those as ADHD or some of the behaviors and stuff as well as ADHD. Um, So then when I was graduating my first diploma from NSCC, I got a job with a really incredible company that specializes in ADHD. Not acknowledging at all that I myself had ADHD. And a lot of that, I think, was because a lot of the clients that I was seeing, like during that time, and a lot of the interactions I was making uh, during this placement was definitely a lot more male based. And there wasn't as much kind of going on in that sphere at that time in the role that I was in that was like based on like women with ADHD. So I was like, there's, I, fully understood what ADHD was, what the DSM was, some different um, skills to support my clients that were experiencing ADHD without actually acknowledging those things within myself. And the irony of that is hilarious. Like the fact that I was working for a company that specializes in ADHD having no idea that I had ADHD because of the ways in which that ADHD is presented and has been presented presented historically. And historically, it looks so different for women. And for the experience that I was experiencing with my client, clients was very male dominated. And that's definitely nothing to do with like the organization itself. The organization is incredible. It was just like what was presented to me at that time ironic and hilarious um but I definitely recommend them as well like they are so cool um and definitely do a lot of work and a lot of work around women in ADHD now um so they do life coaching so one of their coaches is actually um what for actually this coach was on find your groove episode number two so if you want to check that out I will put the link in bio if you want to learn more about um ADHD coaching So, you know, from there, um, so I finished that placement, I went and I went to St. Mary's, um, and, you know, was really struggling with anxiety, um, and just navigating like being, you know, a student and, and trying to balance my life and trying to balance my diet and try to do all the things that I wanted to do. And, you know, started to kind of realize that I'm weird am I weird? Are my experiences bizarre? Is everyone else having these experiences? Like it it got to the point where I was burning out and I was burning out hard. Like I was having blackout spells. Like I was very unwell. I would go all day without drinking water, eating food, because again, I was in those routines of, you know, being a woman with ADHD. And, you know, before I dive into that, I do want to give like a little bit of a background with women with ADHD. And so a lot of the characteristics of females with ADHD, like include forgetfulness, um, procrastination, struggle with routine, um, struggle with diet. There's a lot of like correlation between eating and ADHD, Um, you know, and so many of those other components that really made up 
what I was experiencing and just kind of like walking through life as a zombie because it was like, I think I'm, am I weird? Like what is going on with, I don't know. Um, and so I started to kind of explore what was going on with me because I was like, I was forgetting full assignments because I was completely disorganized, which is a huge, you know, also a huge component of, of women with ADHD, um, in the quote unquote, like characteristics. Um, and, and that was massive. Right. And, and forgetting full assignments, forgetting to eat, forgetting to drink water, like low on electrolytes. Like I was still a cheerleader at the time. So I was doing cheer practice without eating, without drinking water and drinking fluids because I would literally forget. I'm not kidding. (laughs) I would literally forget. And so, you know, let's fast forward a little bit. So I finished that degree, finished my next degree. And last year, at the age of 25, 26, 26, 26, I lied, 26, um, I got diagnosed with ADHD. And the process of that (laughs) was not fun. Um, so basically what ended up happening is I started doing a lot of research on some of the things I was noticing about myself. And at that point in time, I was quote unquote, self-diagnosing myself with ADHD. And I I acknowledge, don't come at me in the comments. (laughs) I acknowledge that there is a lot of dangers to that. Um, and it is definitely, um, you know, not ideal, uh, but I, I did. That's how I was acknowledging myself because, you know, the correlation between myself and between an individual with ADHD was so strong. And there was also genetic factors like people in my family having ADHD. So anyways, I finally got diagnosed and it was like a weight was lifted off of my body. Like it just felt like I understood myself for the first time in my life. And I know that, you know, getting a diagnosis can be very challenging. First of all, it can be very challenging to get. Second of all, it's almost like when this happens, it's almost like you're rediscovering yourself. Because now you have this piece of paper or this chapter in a book that tells you all of these things that happens when you have X. And it kind of creates a lot of, you know, internal shame in a way, um, but also definitely comes with a lot of stigma. So something I've learned, you know, very early on with that stigma piece is that not every workplace understands ADHD and what that means. And I think I've definitely been shamed a lot in workplaces for not even just the way that I function, but the way that I work. Um, I walk around a lot. I fidget a lot. I um, am very fortunate where I'm now in a work environment now that is very, very understanding of my neurodivergency. And um, that's huge. But I think, you know, 
early on, like when I was working in like, uh, like I was a bartender for a while when I was doing that, I think that that was, that was good because it was high energy, a lot of like socialization pieces as well. But you know, when I'm trying to sit at a desk job, like I, I almost get depressed because me sitting down and trying to do something and focus on something like I don't have it in me to do that in that way. So it kind of like, it kind of got to the point where I also really needed that creativity within my employment. Um, And that's really something that I was able to get with, you know, the employer that I have now is that creativity piece, but also just that inclusivity piece. Like this employer has standing desk for me. They, when I came on, they got me a new journal, a brand new um, day planner, um, headphones, noise canceling headphones. Um, We have those like fidget things. Like they are so inclusive to my needs that I can actually get things done. And it really does take a special employment place to do that because I definitely feel like I've been in employment places previously that did not necessarily understand my ADHD or understand what that meant to have an employee with ADHD. Um, yeah, and so that was that was definitely a, a huge learning curve. Um, and I think that, you know, Uh, through the waves of ADHD, something I kind of mentioned earlier was that burnout piece. And that is huge. (laughs) And I'm laughing because it's like, I just know that like, I I'm getting so much done right now at this phase in my life, like right now in February 2024. And I am gonna burn out, it is gonna happen. I've accepted it. Like, it's literally like, I am like, go, 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 like, get it done. I got everything done. I'm doing great. My house is clean. Like, I'm getting projects done. I'm connecting with people. I'm answering emails. I'm, you know, getting my work done. I'm recording my podcast. I'm doing this. And then I'm good on that for for a couple weeks. I can live there for a couple weeks. And then it's like, I forgot I was on the roller coaster. You know what I mean? And then the roller coaster starts to go down. And then I am missing emails. I am sleeping in past my alarm. I am not eating great because I don't feel like cooking. I'm kind of getting back into that burnout cycle where I am either all in or all out. There's no in between. And I think, you know, as an adult with ADHD, like trying to like fit into the this like society that like really relies on me to like get shit done and get shit done now. Like I do not do well with that. And I know that that sounds like not like I would I would probably be a shitty employee and I probably am a shitty employee for organizations and for corporations that do not have those standards in place. Um, and it got to the point, you know, where 
I really needed to be able to do my own thing. So I'm not going to say much about it right now. But there is things in the works of me doing things on my own. But also still in partnership with an organization I'm working with right now. And I can't say too much right now. But I want folks to keep an eye on my Instagram and in my socials because I got some stuff going on and things are coming and it's going to be really cool and really fun. And I'm really excited to share all of this with you. But that is a side note and I'm getting distracted because I have ADHD and I'm talking all over the place because I have ADHD. Um, And I did write notes. Did I look at them before I jumped on the mic? No, because why would I do that when I have ADHD? Right? Very fly off the seat of my pants today. I will tell you that for free. Anyways, so because of this ADHD and because of that experience, I definitely have had to put like things in place to better support my executive functioning. So for example, like if you come into my house, you will see that there is little notes all over the place, like by the door, by the stove, by the um, dryer downstairs to remind me of things. Like literally by the stove, it, it, there's a little sign that says, turn off oven because I will forget. They're right underneath the lock for my house. It says, don't forget your lunch. Beside the door to get into my house it says lock the door and then downstairs by the dryer it says clean out lint trap because these are adult things adult things that I should be remembering but I'm not so I will leave my house unlocked (laughs) I will leave the oven on I will forget to clean out the lint trap and you know, I don't want to have a house fire. So my sweet husband (laughs) has made me little notes and he keeps them around the house (laughs) of all the things that I have to remember. Because if I don't have that, I will forget and I won't do it. And you know, I feel like I've definitely tried a lot of different things uh, to support my ADHD. Like I've tried the reminders on your phone. I've tried the, um, the, paper day planners. I've tried, you know, a lot of that stuff. And, and a lot of it wasn't working for me because I would write things in my day planner and then I would forget to open it. I would like, I, I would leave the house and forget my wallet. Like I, funny enough, I got pulled over the other day with no wallet and no pink and pink car registration card or insurance card. And so the officer was really nice to me and he was like, you just, just send it to this email address and you're fine. But it's things like that. It's like, obviously I forgot my wallet. Like I just don't, it doesn't come to me. Like I don't, you know, do that thing before you leave the house where you're like, wallet, phone, keys. Like I leave the house. I forget to let the dog out to pee sometimes. Like I just, I really definitely 
struggle to remember some of those things. And so I've had to do the sticky note thing. I've had to, um, you know, I now have an electronic planner, which helps me a lot more um, because it's connected to like all my different devices. So it's connected to my like laptop and my phone and my iPad. Um, so I can get that stuff done. But like if I didn't, if I didn't have those things, like I'm not even kidding you, I would burn my house down. Like I just would. And it's not, it's not okay. <laughs> um, some of the other things I definitely had to put into place is deep breathing exercises. So before I jump on a meeting or before I usually, before I record my podcast, um, I sit down, I make myself a cup of tea. I get settled and ready for the next activity. So, and, and that really comes with not just jumping from activity to activity um, and try to get into the mind space of this is what I'm doing now and this is what I'm doing now and then that is what I'm going to do later instead of just trying to do everything at once um, because normally I will try to do everything at once. Um, but, you know, having that separation is huge and you know, my dog does tell me now when he needs to pee. He sits by the door and he makes noise because if not, sometimes I forget. Yeah. And then that guilt comes in. I just felt really guilty about that. So it's like if you if you have ADHD or you have a loved one with ADHD, you know, try to have that compassion because it's, it's not because we are already feeling that guilt and that shame like we definitely, I've called myself lazy a thousand times in my life. Like that is on repeat in my brain. And, you know, I, I do have a very supportive partner that acknowledges my ADHD and leaves, leaves me little sticky notes around the house. And, you know, having that support and having that compassion for myself and also having someone that is compassionate for me, it, it's huge. And, and just being more successful, but also just, you know, really leaning into understanding my ADHD and allowing myself to live authentically, which I feel like I could have a full other podcast episode about that because masking is also a really big part of ADHD and, you know, individuals that are neurodivergent and, you know, pretending as if you're somebody that you're not. And I think I've done that for most of my life, genuinely, where I've masked so hard that I didn't know who I was anymore. And, you know, jumping out of that is and being able to even just like um, incorporate some of the skills that I, I even just listed off was was a full journey in itself. And, you know, if if you are an adult that is just getting diagnosed with ADHD, like it can be a shock to the system. It definitely feels um, overwhelming and um, challenging. But but there is lots of incredible resources out there. Um, I'll actually share some in the description um, of some amazing ADHD resources. Um, and this is actually going to be a two-part episode because I really want to talk about ADHD in parenting. And I really want to talk about like just um, 
some of those components of parenting and ADHD because I think I could chat about that forever. Um, especially when it comes to like those silly little things like forgetfulness and, and some of that stuff. Um, but that is, that's all I have for today. Just sharing a little bit about ADHD and some of the things that have worked for me. And I'm really excited to keep diving into this uh, topic because I'm very passionate about ADHD and like the ways in which that has shaped my life. And I really, I, I hope that, you know, if, if you're experiencing this or have a loved one that experiences this, that, um, that compassion for yourself is, it's, it's life changing and just care for yourself, you know? Thank you so much for tuning in. Have the best day possible. <laughs>